Welcome into the Potluck Podcast. We have a big episode lined up for you today. We will talk previews of games around our area and the state. Of course, we're going to be talking commerce at Athens Academy. And we have a new segment for you, Tiger Tales, with special guest Randy Womack joining us for the introduction of that segment. All that and more on this episode of the Potluck Podcast. Commerce, Athens Academy, two teams with a little bit of history and a whole lot of close games. Traditional powerhouses in Northeast Georgia single-A ball. We'll get to that in just a moment with some in-depth details about that matchup this Friday night. As mentioned in the preview, we got a big episode for you today, and we're going to start with Around the State before we get to Commerce, Athens Academy. As always, co-host Mason Westmoreland joining me for this episode today. Let's jump right into Around the State. Appalachia at Madison County. Madison County back in action after canceling last week's game due to players required to quarantine for COVID-19. They will be a four-point favorite at home. Clark Central at Oconee County. We've got the number, number nine team in 5A in Clark Central going to play at Oconee County the number three team in AAA. Clark Central had a close one against Cedar Shoals a couple weeks ago, whereas Oconee County really kind of handled business against Cedar Shoals last week. Oconee County favored by seven. East Jackson at Banks County. Banks County favored by two in that one. Uh, Teams that are both really close to Commerce, probably Mm -hmm. among the closest uh, as far as high school locations. So that'll be one to keep an eye on what happens up there in Homer. Franklin County at East Hall. Macer Walker from East Hall, 260 yards receiving last week in a winning effort against County Foe West Hall. Uh, That is among the top 10 all-time in Georgia high school history for receiving yards in a single game. A versatile athlete, Walker also started on defense and played special teams throughout the game. Um, Pretty impressive there from Walker, the senior. We've mentioned Franklin County and their good start, and this East Hall team could provide more of a pushback. Franklin County favored by five. Hebron at Elbert County. Hebron previously ranked in single-A private before losing to North Cobb Christian a couple weeks ago. Elbert County beating Whitfield Academy 14-7 last week. Uh, We'll see how that one goes in the Granite Bowl. Uh, So good to have football back in the Granite Bowl. Pick'em. Line is zero for that one, so that will be a pick'em. This will be an interesting game for us as Commerce fans because we've gotten – familiar with Hebron mm-hmm. over the last decade and uh, really watched their program blossom and grow up until the point where they unfortunately beat us last year. So this this will be cool for us to see because we're going to play Elbert this this week. Um, we, we know what Hebron's got, so we'll probably get, learn a little bit about Hebron this week from this game. Yeah. Or and, Elbert, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, and Elbert County for sure coming in to Commerce. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, next week yep. to play. So we'll keep an eye on that one and how Elbert County fares at home against Hebron. 
Again, that is a pick'em. Uh, the biggest game of the week, probably uh, Jefferson at Rabin County, mm-hmm. number two in four A. The Dragons, number one in two A, is Rabin County. Uh, like I like I mentioned, probably the game of the week in Northeast Georgia, maybe even throughout the state, as the Dragons will travel up four forty one to take on the Wildcats and Gunner Stockton. That is a pick'em line is zero, so that will be one to watch out for. Stevens County at Jackson County. Stevens County did get beat up by White County in week one, but they bounced back with a lopsided win against North Hall last week. Um, Jackson County was off last week, but did defeat West Hall in their season opener. Stevens County, a 13-point favorite in that one. I think we'll kind of see what's going on over there in Jackson County with this game. Um, you know, we've had our eyes on that program for ever since McWhorter took over and really really want to see what happens over there in Jefferson across, uh, across 129. West side Augusta at Lincoln County. Wanted to mention this one as Lincoln County, the Region 8A foe. Uh, Lincoln County is favored by 21 against Region AA, 4AA, West side Augusta over in East Georgia. Anything we missed that you want to mention real quick? Jefferson at Raven. I feel we, we glossed over that one. Yeah, that's a, a matchup between two quarterbacks that are five stars. You got Starks over there at Jefferson who had a crazy game last week. I can't remember the stat lines, but they had over 500 yards total offense, and it all came on the ground last week. Going against uh, Gunnar Stockton and a team that, that got showcased last week on ESPN and the whole nation knows about now. So uh, this is really like – if if last week didn't put Northeast Georgia on the map for high school football in the United States, this week will with Jefferson and Raven. So really excited about this game, and uh, I think I think we'll find out what these two programs are made of. Yeah, it's going to be awesome to keep track of that one going on up in Clayton. Uh, I'll be really interested to see how it turns out and follow that game on Friday night. Uh, that those are our previews that we have uh, for this week. Obviously, there's some more that we that we uh, did skip over because this is going to be a pretty long episode as it is. <laughs> so we wanted to get the highlights, the ones that the people for sure wanted to wanted to hear about, and ones that we want you to keep your eye on. Yeah, don't don't forget to check uh, the Twitter program or the Twitter page for the the Pick'em Potluck Pick'em this week. These games will be on there probably with a couple more. So if you want to play along with us and see see how well you are at predicting or how good you are at predicting games, then uh, Join us with that. Yep, good call. That is at Potluck Football on Twitter. We will release those pick 'em picks later today mm-hmm. or tomorrow. Um, so it'll either come Thursday or Friday. You'll see it on our Twitter feed. Go ahead and respond with what your picks are against the spread. Like, let's, that brings us right into Commerce Athens Academy. <laughs> um, obviously, this is why we're here. Uh, we're going to talk about this game, a huge game, uh, not just in Northeast Georgia, but highlighted, as you said, across the state in mm-hmm. the newsletter. Uh, we mentioned that on Twitter this morning. So we have the number seven ranked Tigers of Commerce coming in, the number two ranked Athens Academy Spartans uh, in single-A public and, and single-A private respectively. Mm-hmm. That game is going to be played at Slaughter Field where there has been some history there. <laughs> um, as we'll mention in our interview with, uh, with Randy Womack that we talk about, uh, tough to go in there and win ball games. What are we looking for on Friday night? So I, I think this is going to be a great game. It always is. I mean, you think back over the years how many close games uh, have been between Commerce and mm-hmm. Athens Academy. I think um, I'm, I tweeted earlier in the season that there's been 10 games between 2000 and 2018 where this game was decided by one score or less by the margin of victory. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a close game. 15 games out of this 27-game series have uh, – 
15 of those games, one team has been ranked in the polls. So this is this is a big matchup as far as statewide powers. Um, Commerce leads the series 14 to 13. Um, <laughs> we got that just got that edge in there. I know it's a little um, bit like uh, UGA and and Auburn as yeah. far as how close the series yeah. is always is. It, it is, and uh, it started back in 1985. This was uh, the first game was actually a win for the Tigers. Uh, 42 to 16 it was at home at Tiger Field and Coach Lamb was the coach back then Mm -hmm. so uh, the series dates back to the Lamb days um, and it was played as recently as two years ago in 2018 uh, that came the Tigers came away with a loss in the region championship down there at Slaughter Field the game that we attended uh, was 24 to 14 I'm sure many of the players remember that I'm sure many of the parents and the community here in Commerce remember that game it was a tough one. I mean, we, we kind of felt like we were in control of that game. Um, took a 7 to nothing lead on a Dwan uh, Wood touchdown run. And uh, it just kind of got away from us there at the end. And, and we hated to lose that one and lose that region championship that year because we had a great team, 2018. And uh, hated to lose that one. But as far as Athens Academy goes as a program, they've, they've been playing football down there uh, since 1977. Uh, it's in Athens, Georgia. It's got an Athens, Georgia Maywin address, but it's just across the line in Oconee County. Um, they have 315 wins as a program, uh, 149 losses and five ties. That's good for a 67.7 winning percentage. Uh, they have 10 region titles. Uh, their current head coach is Josh Alexander. He's in his sixth season down there, and he's done an excellent job. I mean, uh, I think I've made the comment before to other people that Coach Gunn built the Athens Academy program and did a fantastic job down there. Uh, but Coach Alexander has kind of elevated it, take it to a next level. Um, Josh Alexander is 56-8 and eight in his career at <laughs> Athens Academy. Only lost eight games. That's at 87.5 winning percentage. I mentioned Coach Gunn. Coach Gunn was down there for 23 seasons. Uh, and he amassed a, a, a record of 194 to 72 in one tie. So really a winning program for a long time down there at Athens Academy. Right, ever, and it seems like ever since like early 2000s, 2001, mm-hmm. kind of we look back through the records, and that's when they really started to get their footing, and even late 90s, like winning, as far as winning region championships and making deep playoff runs. And contesting. And they, they became the team in 8A that started contesting Commerce for region championships as soon as Buford as moved soon up. As soon as Buford moved into up. Into double yep. A. It was exactly. almost like a paradigm shift in the region. Yep. And uh, you think back on the, the good games over the years. Uh, we're going to talk about, Randy's going to talk about 2006 today. Um, but I think about 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010, those were all really good games. Uh, 2016 was uh, game of the week on 11 Alive, and it was a fantastic game. Um, that was one where Cole Chancey and Austin Brock and Lane Sorrow all, all really got highlighted, and 18, again, was an awesome game. So, uh, and uh, 2013 was one that the Tigers won by a pretty hand, handy uh, margin. So, like we said, great games, and I'm sure this one uh, Friday night will be just like it. Um, coming into this game, Colton said that uh, – both of these teams are ranked. That's true. Um, Athens Academy, I was digging into the stats a little bit, and I found a stat that kind of blew my mind. Since 2017, Athens Academy only has three losses. Um, they've lost three times. Um, they lost in the finals 
2017 and 2018 to Elka, and they lost in um, 2019 to Elka as well in the playoffs. So um, that's three losses in three seasons. Um, they had four shutouts last year in 2019, so good defense. Um, they had big um, wins over Savannah Christian and Prince Avenue, who were both ranked, and then they beat Hebron twice. So that kind of tells you the caliber of team that they had last year uh, by the, the people that they beat. Um, that, that loss against Elka was 28-10, to um, so that was a big game for them. Got some great players down there at Athens Academy right now. Um, they, this might be the best roster that they've ever had. You know, last, they did lose Lenneth Whitehead, who we were acquainted with in 2018. He's at Tennessee now, running back, really good player. But uh, the talent that they have coming back is is phenomenal. Deion Colsey, he's a senior wide receiver. He uh, is the first and only. Uh, Atlanta Journal-Constitution Super 11 player in Athens Academy history. So that that's a big statistic. Um, he's preseason All-State in the AJC as well. Uh, he was in the Athens Banner Herald Terrific 10. He's a four-star prospect, uncommitted, was committed to Notre Dame, backed off from that, and he's a top 10 player overall in the state. Yeah, and I mean, not, not only just in the state with Colsey, he's a top 100 player in the nation. I mean, yeah. that that's... Just saying something. <laughs> that's a that's a title that not many commerce teams have have played. You know, throughout history, maybe only a handful of guys have been top one hundred in the nation. So th- this is a, a definitely a huge talent that we're seeing in Colsey. Yeah, and I remember back in twenty eighteen, I remember noticing him, and he played corner in that game and and made an impact against us. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see how he's matured over the last two years. Uh, next. We've got Palmer Bush, who's their senior quarterback. Uh, he also made the Athens Banner Herald Terrific 10 this year. Uh, he had almost 2,000 yards passing, 1849 um, uh, is the total there. He had 29 touchdowns through the air to only three interceptions, mm-hmm. uh, 217 rushing yards on 64 rushes. So a little bit of the threat on the ground, uh, but he scored six touchdowns on the ground, bringing his total uh, – Total touchdown count of 35 touchdowns last year. And he's got two college offers. Yeah, two college offers, one center college and then shorter university. So uh, another college caliber player. Yep. And uh, they continue that theme of having uh, college caliber players on their line of scrimmage. Um, Hugh Laughlin is a guy that if you follow Georgia recruiting in high school football, he's on your radar. Uh, He committed to Virginia earlier in the season. He's a three-star athlete. But his measurables, you don't really associate with an athlete title. He's, he's 6'6", 285. Uh, he's played some offensive tackle. Uh, he's been playing tight end for, for the Spartans, and he's a preseason All-State AJC selectee as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he matches up with some of the players that we've had at Commerce like Frady's. Uh, Frady's, uh, congrats to him. He got picked by Recruit Georgia this week as a sleeper pick of the day, highlighting how, how – good of a start he's had on the season we'll really see how he matches up to to mr laughlin this week yeah laughlin a top uh top 100 player in the state of georgia 55 on 24 7 uh 37 on the uh offensive line so yeah. uh, again another big talent he had offers from uh, before committing to virginia he also had offers from air force arizona state army and boston college yeah kind of a kind of a freak athlete honestly when mm-hmm. you see when you watch him play 
Um, John Ferguson, another player we wanted to highlight. He's a senior offensive lineman. Uh, he's got good measurable, 6'5", 275, uh, preseason All-State selection for the AJC. Uh, we counted four offers that he had received to play college football. Yeah, four offers, uh, a couple Ivy League schools, mm-hmm. Penn. Uh, I think he's had an offer from Columbia as mm-hmm. well as, as Brown. Um, he's got a couple other ones, uh, Furman was an offer that he received, Charleston Southern. So, again, uh, several schools looking at him and, uh, again, highlighting their talent. And, you know, for years, Athens Academy has had players that go to the next level. Uh, we, we always talk about how Commerce sends a lot of players to Harding University. Uh, Athens, Manor, or, or, excuse me, Athens Academy sends a lot of players to Washington and Lee um, up there in Virginia. And mm-hmm. uh, so it's, it's interesting. They've taken their program really from a smaller college prospect you know they're they're they produce smaller college prospects and now they're they're getting some power five prospects out there um so their their program's really grown since uh coach alexander took over but those are the guys that we want to look at uh friday night and see how they they play and match up against commerce uh we're really excited about this game uh we've been talking about it since the the season or the schedule came out you know, we were so excited that Connors and Athens Academy was going to be played this year because it wasn't played last year. And uh, it was really, really cool to see that. Probably the biggest regular season game other than Lincoln County on the schedule. Mm-hmm. So Agreed. Uh, yeah, and I think uh, earlier on this week, I was looking at the forecast, and <laughs> earlier it looked like rain all day Thursday, rain all day Friday. And to me, I was pretty pumped about that. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's gonna that's gonna really level the playing field if it, if it's a sloppy game and, if, and it's right, and you, <laughs> you can really kind of slow the game down with yeah. that with a wet field. And I thought that played into our advantage. Uh, unfortunately, it looks like uh, the hurricane's gonna move out of here a little bit. Yeah. Um, but who knows? Still could be a sloppy field with uh, you know uh, a little wet. Maybe hadn't cut the grass so. Uh, <laughs> with their athletes and ours matching up not that we don't have athletes we definitely do but um i think running the option you always want to have the game slowed down yeah sure thing and um we we saw the line come out this week um commerce is an underdog on the road 13 point underdog and um you know my heart kind of feels like we're in this game more than that Mm -hmm. so we'll see we'll see how that that line comes out and and see how it plays out on the field but uh a really I'm optimistic about this game. I'm fired up to see at least how our team is pl- going to play. Mm-hmm. This is a great test for us. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, like like you mentioned, 13-point underdog at Slaughter Field. Uh, Athens Academy, one of the most talented teams in the state in single A. And, you know, four players, four college-level players and two really elite yeah. college-level players that we're going to face on Friday night. Uh, predictions. What? It, what? It, I think we can get some songs predictions here. Uh, oh. Obviously, like like we mentioned before, uh, the pick'em thread will be up on our Twitter account at Potluck Football. But what do you think about this one, song? This I one, know it's hard to it's hard to pick because we don't want to pick against them. Um, you don't. And Commerce is a thirteen point underdog. Like I said, um, I I think Commerce slows this game down. I think we have some success on offense. I think our defense is going to step up big. I think people are going to see Commerce's defense this week and say, "Man, they've got some players on that team." Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we'll, I think we'll have a good game plan. Um, you know what? I'm going for it. Twenty-one twenty Commerce. There it is. There you have it, folks. Twenty-one to twenty Commerce is Uncle Solon's official prediction here. Uh, 
like you like you mentioned, both of these teams are going to be ready to go. They're going to be they're really well coached. It's going to be a clean game, I think. Yeah. Uh, but fundamentals, it's it's just going to be a really good high school football. Two game. Two disciplined programs. Going Absolutely, at it. it's going to be a great high school football game on Friday night. Obviously, there's some. Uh, Procedures that Athens Academy has in place, where pretty much only parents, each 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 mm-hmm. student student athletes getting two tickets, that kind of thing. So um, maybe won't be able to have as big a crowd there as Commerce usually brings out. But uh, obviously, you can watch online, WJJC, listen online. So they're going to do a great job of covering that. Um, if anybody knows a way to get the potluck boys into the gates on Friday <laughs> night, let us know. Our Twitter DMs are open. We'd be yep. happy to, to, to buy your tickets off of you. Uh, but we're going to be watching one way or the other. Um, as mentioned in the in the preview, um, we do have an interview lined up with Randy Womack, Randall J. Of course, uh, just to introduce him a little bit, he was the captain of the 11-3 and 2006 Class A Final Four team. He had 364 career rushing attempts, yielding 2,100 uh, yards. It was good for 5.8 yards per carry. That's 16th all-time in commerce history in overall rushing yards. Mm-hmm. 1,300 rushing yards in 2006. Um, he went on to play football at Georgia Southern mm-hmm. before a knee injury and, and uh, surgery cut his career there short. Again, uh, captain on the 2006 team that you and I were both freshmen on, so we saw him be a vocal leader, uh, a large presence. Unfortunately, we saw him at practice a few times. <laughs> and uh, uh, so we went right to the source for 2006 Commerce Athens Academy, and uh, Mr. Randy provided a great interview that I think everyone's really going to enjoy. So here he is, Randy Womack. 2006, that was our freshman year. So me and Mason co-host this this podcast with me, Mason Westmoreland, but he ain't he's not here right now. So, but no, we we were kind of getting beat up, you know, that year. That was your senior season. We were loaded with talent. Uh, ultimately, we made that Final Four run. Um, but it was, I mean, it still is the Athens Academy game that comes up the most that we talk about still today, especially when we're playing playing them at Slaughter Field. Um, you know, this Friday night we'll go down there, and it, it might be it might be raining again. I don't know. I mean, I know you remember two thousand six, man. It was pouring rain at the Athens Academy. <laughs> it poured, and and I tell you, what's crazy is the year before that. I don't know if you remember that, but it, it would have been brother's senior year, which would have been oh five. There was that fog that came out at halftime. I don't know if you remember that, but there was it, it was a clear night. It was as clear as could be, man. Then we go in at halftime, and we come out right after halftime, and you can't see a foot in front of you. There's so much fog out of there, man. Crazy. That's when uh, Caleb Jordan broke his uh, his collarbone. He was a quarterback, and that's when Ruben gets his first part at uh, at uh, oh, wait, no. So this might have been two years prior. It might have been oh four when we went down there. Yeah, yeah. But there's always some crazy weather situation when you play against that. Academy, bro. Yeah, there's a there's oh. a, there's always a few things that are crazy down there. Yeah, man. So we had come into that game. We were we had beat Raven County in the season opener that gave Commerce like the 500th win in program history. I remember that one. Then Franklin County, we beat them at home. We beat Banks County like a dog away, and then we beat Tron at home. Uh, we got slaughtered at Calhoun. We were not. I feel like we weren't ready, quite ready for that yet. Man, we, turnovers just killed us. Defense played defense played well that game, but turnovers killed yeah, us, man. Yeah, you can't win. You turn the ball over. That's right. And then 
Towns County, we bounced back right after Calhoun and beat them 55 to six. <laughs> and then Social Circle beat them uh, and cl- a little close, closer uh, than Prince Avenue, 41 to nothing. And that, that kind of led us into <laughs> dude, that's crazy. And now, now look at them crazy. That's one that, you know, anyways, but no, then that, that led us in. So I guess we were, let's see, three and one, four, five, six, seven and one. And at that point, Athens Academy was undefeated. What what's your, what do you remember about that week? And like leading up to the Athens Academy game, your senior year. Man, the entire week, it was just, we knew what a dogfight it was going to be because every year going into that game, Athens Academy always played us close, man. From middle school through ninth grade, 10th grade, I don't ever remember the score being more than like a two touchdown or, or a 10 point game. Mm-hmm. Um, they always played us tough, man. Like, so I knew going in what they had, but not seeing those guys for a year, um, I didn't really know what to expect going on. The, you know what I mean? They kept the inter, they kept the same team the whole time, but man, seeing those guys Friday night, they had gotten so much bigger, man. Yeah, they, 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 <laughs> them kids were huge, man. Yeah, <laughs> I got tape. I'll send it to you, bro. I remember. <laughs> I remember the their running back was like two twenty five, and their fullback was Nick Styles. He was like two forty five or something. Like there, I mean, it was the biggest team we had played other probably than Calhoun that year. Oh yeah, and I think they were bigger than Cal. To be honest with you, they might have been. But I not, think across the board they might have. As far as O line, they were they were bigger than Cal. Then if you want to factor in Nick Styles. Which was he was a fullback. He was mm-hmm. a physical fullback, but he was a bet linebacker, man. That kid could play linebacker. Yeah. He could, he was a he was a good linebacker, man. <laughs> I, we met we saw each other a few times. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, man, like yeah, like I said, I mean, I remember going through the walkthrough, like, you know, we always walked on the field right when we got there and it was like puddles. I mean it not just like it was raining, like you know, I mean it was the field had puddles all over it. Yeah. <laughs> so that like, but I never really. I tell you the truth, I could. I I never really thought about the elements. Yeah. Because I was always just more focused on shit. Make you know what I'm saying? Like making sure I was on my blocking assignments, making sure I was on the right path. Mm-hmm. Um, I never really thought about the rain. I'm sure it rained, but bro, I'm gonna be real with you. I can't remember that shit. <laughs> yeah, no, it, I mean, I think it mostly stopped by game time. It was just, it's it still the field was super sloppy. But another thing I remember, like right out of the gate, I don't remember if, I don't know if you remember what exactly play it was. It may have been like two drives into the game, but you remember Dante getting ejected? Yeah, that was, that was what won them the game. Fact. <laughs> that, <laughs> so, that but, like, before hang on before you get going let me let me tell because not probably not a whole lot of everybody of our listeners may not even know who Dante is but Dante Martin was an all-state defensive end one of the strongest dudes on the team I mean heavy hitter on the defense like him and Alonzo on each side of the ball like contained on the outside was gonna happen as long as they're in the in the game I mean our defensive line was strong all the way around but but Dante got ejected and I'll let you I'll let you take over and talk about that a little bit um but just to uh, just to piggyback on what you were saying, Dante was was 
a physical freak, man. He was he was the one of the strongest, naturally strongest kid you'll ever like they'll ever be. I saw this kid power clean three sixty five, like just do it and then just throw it down. Yeah. <laughs> like like it was nothing, bro. And he played I and with him and Lonzo on the on the edges, man, it was like I don't know. It was it was it was more or less like Von Miller on one end, and I don't know somebody like a Auburn Quentin Groves on the other end, bro. You just couldn't do anything, bro. Yep. You couldn't, and especially me when I played fullback, having the they were the they were the read keys, and whenever we would go best on best in practice, you know what I'm saying, to have to meet up head up with both of those guys every <laughs> possession, that was that was that was enough to make both of us better or send both of us out. But um, back to the game, man. Dante had about this is no exaggeration. I got the tape. And then in the first quarter, he had five tackles for losses and three sacks. Dang. (laughs) He was going off. (laughs) Five TFLs and three sacks. And um, I think it was on a punt return, man. They were coming from Away from mm-hmm. the uh, the in- away from the scoreboard, they were kicking um, the punt, and you can't even really see it on film. But they punt the ball, and you just see Dante running like opposite of like where the ball is going. Like he clearly has a vendetta against somebody, but but you can't see it on film. Like it's not there. It's not there at all. I haven't seen it. I have watched the film a couple times. I didn't see it, but you just see the ref throw the flag, and after that. It was just a close game, man. They, I don't think they punted anymore after that. That was what was so crazy was like, it, you know, like you said, he was causing a complete disruption of everything they were doing. Like he was in right. on every play. They couldn't block him. And then on that play, I mean, and it was crazy because it wasn't – I mean, a lot of – I mean, I would have understood if it was like, all right, 15-yard penalty, like, we're, you know, you get a first down. But, I mean, they, they straight up threw him out of the game on a personal foul, like, immediately. <laughs> It had to be egregious, man. It had to be. It had to be something crazy. You know what I mean? I didn't see it. I didn't, I didn't see that. and that's what's crazy is like. I, I mean, I, I don't know if I've watched the tape other than that Monday. You know, just in the film room back then. But like, I, I don't remember seeing anything. Just watching from the sideline either. Like, I, I don't. I don't know. I haven't really ever talked to someone that knows exactly what he did. Right. So uh, nobody that I know <laughs> saw it. Except for the referee, Dante. The referee, and Dante, and whoever he went after. <laughs> I mean, I, right. that's what was crazy. But that, I mean, was that in the first quarter? Yeah, that had to be the first or second quarter, man. He completely owned the first quarter, man. He was that was his football game. That was going to be an all-time great defensive football game. Yeah, man, that, and that's what's crazy. It changed after that. Um, obviously, we we came in, and I want to say at halftime it was like seven to six. Is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, seven to six. We came into halftime, came back out. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it was kind of a a tough loss for us. We ended up losing ten to nine um, to Athens Academy that night at Slaughterfield. Um, I don't remember much about the second half. I know that there was some, it was some issues with some sloppy field conditions, some missed kicks, some. Uh, Special teams miscues and overall, I mean, I, 
I think at Athens Academy had some, and we had some. Is that right? Yeah, man. It was a lot. It was a couple punts. It was a couple fumbles. It was the second half was just two really good football teams playing defense, man. That's really all it was. It was, and you know, they had a couple questionable calls. We had a uh, a fourth and two. We were going to convert, and we ran a fifty-one. Whatever toss we played, it we run to the right side, and um, there was a phantom holding call on on uh, on fourth and one. We get the first down. Um, we we're moving down the field, and they a phantom hold, um, which halted that drive, and we ended up having to punt. But um, man, we had our chances. Man, it was a good game. Man, it was. I I think it were two calls that could have gone. You know what I mean? To kick a kid out for one personal foul. And nobody saw, you know what I'm saying? That had to be, I don't know. Like we but said, that, I mean. like that hold, those are the only two things. But I really just think that was a game. Somebody had to lose, man. Yeah, and unfortunately it was us that night. I mean, like you said, <laughs> the, the two, uh, those were the two calls that I remember too. And like we were talking about earlier, like when we first started the phone call, I can't remember if I had started the recording or not. But like we said, man, you go down to Slaughter Field, man. <laughs> you don't never know what kind of call you're gonna get. <laughs> Home cooking, bro. So yeah, we'll we'll head down there this Friday night. Uh, Athens Academy obviously is one of the best players in the state in single A. I think they're ranked number two. Uh, Commerce got back into the top ten on the public side of things, so it's gonna be a you know top ten matchup again at Slaughterfield like it usually is. Um, the rest of the season for us that year, 2006, just to kind of to wrap it up and and cover what we did. After Athens Academy, we came back home and beat Jefferson 15 to 13. I know you remember that one. <laughs> oh yeah. I remember every one of those. <laughs> they missed that field goal late. That was a that was a great game. Uh yeah, it was. and then 2000, that 2016, we went on to uh beat Whitfield Academy, round one. Uh then we went to Bremen and beat them. We were underdogs in that one. Uh and then Pacelli came and to commerce in, in round three. Cause they had upset Turner County. I don't know if you remember that in round two. And then they came, we beat them 21, 14. And that ultimately got us to the final four. Uh, so that was the last time a commerce team played in the dome. Um, and that was also the, the first time since, since 2000 that two teams from region eight, a uh, both got to the final four. Cause it was us and Athens Academy there. And then, I don't know, I guess to kind of come full circle on that, just to show how strong both those teams were that year and, like, kind of what the matchups have been historically. But, man, if we could have been on the other side, I mean, they barely lost to Clinch County. So if we could have been on the other side, I mean, who knows, we could have been in state. Right. Or, or thing, if we had both won our games, we, we could have played them for the rematch for the state championship. Yeah. They won, they won the region championship when they beat us 10-9. And had we both won our games in the dome, we would have played them for the state championship. I think we would have, man, I don't know, bro. I think we would have beat them. And I, man, <laughs> I, I think so. The second time, I mean, as long as somebody don't get kicked out, uh, right. you know that kind of thing. But even even if we had just beat them, I think if we would have, if we had been on the on their side of the bracket, I think we would have beat Clinch County, and we would have been playing Lincoln County in the state championship personally. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, it goes back to that 10-9 to 9 game, man, 2006. Yeah. That's why I wanted to come come to you and talk about it a little bit. Um, yeah. 
So no, I appreciate you coming on, man. We'll, we'll try to, we'll try to get you on again sometime soon. I know you got a bunch of stories and, uh, that we could get to, um, uh, probably some of them not appropriate, but, <laughs> but we can get to, we can get <laughs> we to a bunch of, of them. stories, man, playing football, man. Yeah, we can get to, we can get to a bunch of them. So, uh, man, uh, where can they find you on social media? I'll plug you real quick. Oh man, Facebook, um, on Instagram, um, at Maeve underscore ATL. I make music now. Um, yeah, that's it. Well, Facebook, Randy Womack. There you go. That's Where can they find your new music at? Um, anywhere you stream music from. Same thing, Maven ATL. Anywhere you stream music from. All right, man. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, like I said, um, you know, we'll talk to you down the road, I'm sure. This won't be the last time, so appreciate it, man. We hope you enjoyed that interview with Randy Womack. We want to thank him one more time for coming on and spending some time with us, adding his insight and info on the 2006 Commerce Athens Academy game. Obviously, his stories were pretty awesome and added a nice feature for us on this week's episode. If you didn't catch his social media channels, that was just Randy Womack on Facebook and then Maven underscore ATL on Instagram, M-A-V-E-N underscore A-T-L on Instagram. You can find his music anywhere you stream music, as he said, and he's going to take us out of here with his new single. As always, go Tigers. Yeah. Count my losses and I'll fall back. So I'ma flow into the fall back. Funeral clothes, they dressed in all black. The road less traveled, then I'ma make a way. Rolling stone in the world, it's hard to make them stay. On my knees, Jesus, let us pray. If they mess up how I eat, gotta make them pray.